They may not be legal, but I've got skills. I can tell a reference, even when I don't know what it's referring to. Imagine me on ice. <laughs> this is a Standard Nerds podcast. How do you mind me now? Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids' TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello Liz. Bonjour. How's it going? I'm going great. Cool. Absolutely mega. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. So this week we're doing something special because we had a chat the other day and I realised or discovered that you have never seen Space Jam. I haven't. Now, frankly, this won't stand. I can tell you why I've never seen Space Jam. Do. Never had the interest. Really? I think there'll be people out there who'll be disappointed to hear that. Who? who? Michael Jordan? <laughs> and Bill Murray. Is Bill Murray in it? Bill Murray's in this. Okay, I didn't know Bill that. Murray is quite a key character in this. Bill Murray, uh, Michael Jordan, Wayne Knight is in this. I don't know who that is. Okay, Wayne Knight played Officer Don on Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. So this is this is the thing. This is, yeah, and also, it's got the Looney Tunes in it. Yeah, that would be one of the things that put me off. Did you not like Looney Tunes as a kid? I don't think I minded Looney Tunes, but I was very, very against a lot of the cartoon characters interacting with human films that happened. Yeah, they I, are an acquired taste. I I love the classics... Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Mary Poppins, these have those elements, but it's not it's not the entire story. It's like a, a separate section of it. Okay. okay. I was not a huge fan of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <gasps> right, you and I are going to fall out on over this. Really not a huge fan of that. And also there seemed to be, like, I don't know, a whole thing that they did in America. I'm... I'm thinking like Rocky and Bullwinkle they did a thing of that where there were cartoons and it just all seemed stupid to me I had no interest in seeing any of it and really had no interest in the Looney Tunes in a basketball movie I mean basketball is not a thing in my life okay I just I don't know the first thing about it I went to a girls school we played netball <laughs> see I think this is going to be a real education for you because a lot of what I know about basketball, which isn't much, I learned from this film. Okay. So I think you know there's not much point asking you what you what you know of this film because you've never seen it before. Is there anything you are expecting? I'm. Expect- you know the core concept of the film, basically, uh, that it's about basketball and Looney Tunes. That's what I know. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the core concept, then I know it. <laughs> but I don't know anything else about it, and what I'm expecting is basically to hate it. I don't think I'll like it. <laughs> I don't. I think it will try and be funny, and it won't be funny. I'm expecting some references that have dated really badly, and I'm expecting product placement up the wazoo. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Well, then I think we should go and watch it right now. Are you not going to say what you remember of it? I, I kind of want to leave it really for you as a mystery going into this. I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh man, am I scared? <laughs> But no, I remember, I think I remember actually almost all of this movie, plot-wise. Yeah, I think I do. And I kind of don't want to ruin it for you on the basis of discussing it now. Okay, well let's go and do it then. Alright, we're going to go in and watch Space Jam and we will report back. Duncan, I'm blind! And we're back. 
So, Liz, first time ever watching Space Jam. What did you think? Well, the uh, the adverts that I saw when I was a kid didn't lie to me. If you want basketball and Looney Tunes, this is the shit film for you. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty... It is a lot worse than I remember. Well, I don't usually ask you how you found it, because I don't usually ask your opinions ever. But um, <laughs> how did you find it? I found this to be very sad. This saddened me. Oh, no. Because this is one of those things that I feel is like passed into law. This is one of those sort of rite of passage things everyone saw as a kid. Like, this is still... It, this is like meme bait, if that makes sense. This is the kind of stuff memes were made for. Okay. Like, the fact that the website for Space Jam has never been updated, so it's still the old 1996, whatever, you know, it's, that, it's still that old They got in there those, like, little spinning graphics in the corner? Yeah, yeah, it's all, like, tiny little sprites. Like, it's literally, you look at it, it's an ancient website, and you go, yeah. oh, my God, it is like a time machine. Mm. You know, so this kind of stuff, there's a lot of love for this movie as well. People really care about it. But this movie is appallingly bad. <laughs> Well, now, I didn't think it was as bad as I expected, okay. actually. I'm just going to put this out there. When we looked at it, I was like, oh, that is so long. We've got to watch a whole film. Actually, it nipped along at quite a good pace. It deals with a lot of the story elements by saying, now, why would that character do that? Do you know what? Just skate past it. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> explaining too much. This is a film for kids that doesn't make sense. So if you explain then it'll be crap. Don't explain. Just skate on past. And I enjoyed that. (laughs) You didn't want too much to have to concentrate on in terms of... I mean, I would argue the film suffers for not having explained any of the plot. No, I disagree. This is a very simple plot, okay? It's that thing of, you know, we've got a a $200 bill, so let's enter the dance contest and we'll be able to pay the $200 prize money. It's that. Th- it's a simple concept, okay? Yeah. We've got to win this basketball game. Doesn't matter why. The odds are stacked against us. Bring in Michael Jordan. We win the game. Everything's good again. It's a simple concept. Any more plot than that to explain just drags it down. <laughs> this movie nips along. I mean, I'm almost starting to think I enjoyed the movie, except that I didn't. <laughs> except that when I was watching it, I was thinking, will this be done soon? But I, it wasn't dragging. It wasn't that it was slow or that there are boring bits. It nips along. I can see why kids would like this. Yeah, I, I get that. It, I think the reason it nips along is because there are key elements like plot and character development and just even whole explanations that are cut out. Like, I remember Wayne Knight being in this film. Yeah. Wayne Knight is barely in this film. Yeah, he's there. I think when you're dealing with a sports star, so Michael Jordan is supposed to be the star of this movie, Yeah. but he's a sports person, and you can't necessarily trust their acting chops, okay? I mean... <laughs> so they put him in it, and they're like, well, get get a, like a, a, a plucky sidekick... So that if we've got any comic, you know, we need some comic relief, we can cut to him. So they got Stan, who's played by Wayne Knight, the mm-hmm. little fat glasses guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Not to and be rude, that's Jurassic just his, Park. That, that's just his look. That's oh yeah, his look. No, gets typecast. And that Jurassic kind of guy. Park, yeah, that's him. Anyway, so that guy, and then also 
they're like, what if that isn't enough comedic acting? Who else can we get? Oh, I know Bill Murray. So let's just have him in the movie. Who can he play? Well, Bill Murray, obviously. (laughs) He was playing Bill Murray as Bill Murray in movies way before that became just a thing to have. It's just Bill Murray turns up as Bill Murray. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the thing. This movie's produced by Ivan Reitman. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? I was expecting a Ghostbusters-level amount of fun. No, you weren't. Or even a Ghostbusters 2-level amount of fun. I would have accepted, <laughs> That's right? That's what you were expecting. I would, have, I would have accepted a Ghostbusters 2-level amount of fun. But, no, this movie was really bad. Like, there were about four moments in it which I remember thinking, okay, that's funny, that made me laugh. Okay, well, I think we should go through the whole movie. All right. I yeah. think it deserves the treatment. I let's, think it does. Let's go through the whole movie. Straight in, what's the first thing you get? The first thing. R. Kelly. R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. Now, if that doesn't take you back to a simpler time, (laughs) I don't know what will. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about R. Kelly because this is supposed to be fun and thinking about R. Kelly is not fun for me. Let's just skate past all the terrible things he's done. But, yeah... I believe I can fly. That was such a huge record. It was massive, and the fact is, it's this movie is like really goes to town on that. This is, I think, this. I, I believe I can fly is used like three times in this movie. Well, yeah, because this was, the, the, you know, this movie and that song. You know, they sort of like they were riding each other in terms of publicity and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. The song was massive. This film was massive because it was from the soundtrack. It was kind of like they were they were tied together so um yeah i believe i can fly was everywhere i remember it really really well that it was one of those songs that stays around can't get rid of it It everyone had a copy of the single everyone well i didn't no i I didn't no no but everyone else (laughs) everyone you know it it was massive and it was one it was like top of the charts for weeks on end yeah think about that now though right think about that now People will have had this as, like, their first dance. Oh, God. People play this uh, for a while at funerals as well. Really? Yeah. Well, I I used to work in hospital radio, and a lot of people used to request I Believe I Can Fly because it reminded them or because they sort of chose it as a song for a dead relative. Because it was like, in their minds, it was like, I believe I can fly on when when you're dead. Not still dead. When you're... <laughs> you're still dead. Just checking. No, honestly, it was it was really popular for funerals oh for a little God. while. And I, I don't know. I guess that's not as bad as it being your first dance song. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, because you can just stop thinking about your dead relative. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. You don't often get a video of a funeral. No, uh, you, no, you, you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. video of first dance. Yeah, people go back. But and now watch you have that. to have a second wedding. You have to redo. <laughs> And choose choose an artist who's already dead, right? Yep. And not under investigation. Not really. under investigation hasn't done anything because then nothing can come out about them. Okay, <laughs> or choose a song that's been recorded by so many people that you can just switch if the one that you chose yeah. comes out that they're a paedophile or a rapist. You can just switch. Yep, you've still got that song. You just say, no, no, we didn't have that version. We had so-and-so's version. You pick something like Yesterday, which has been covered like 3,000 different ways, that kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, These are my tips for... (laughs) For avoiding... um, If you're planning a wedding, uh, (laughs) these are things to take into consideration. Now, have whatever song you like. 
Some people don't care. They don't associate it. But for me, if now if I hear I believe I can fly, I'm taken to a dark place that I don't want yeah. to be. So that is moment zero. Yeah. Naught. We start, bang, we're into I believe I can fly. Yeah. And then we get a kid, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. who's playing some b-ball. He's playing some basketball. On his, he's shooting some hoops on his own outside his... It's the middle of the night. It's outside his house. His dad comes out, asks him what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And then we get a, quite a... A saccharine sort of over the top cheese fest. Yeah. Where it's like, I want to go, Dad. I want to go to college. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a scholarship and go to college. And I'm, I can't do a American say, accent. Yeah, it's, it's not sounds a Michael like Jordan. someone from Saved by the Bell right now. Or okay, I'm... so now you know where I got my American accent. <laughs> right. So his dreams are to go to college. Yeah. Right. Become a professional basketball player. Yeah. Play in the NBA. Yeah. Which I, I believe is the basketball uh, one. And then, after he's done with his dreams, then he might become a professional baseball player. Yeah. Like his dad. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to do everything that I want to do and achieve that, and then I might give your little thing a go, Dad. I I mean, I think, you know, kids should dream big. And what kid who's good at sport doesn't want to be champion of all sports? I don't know. Normal kids? No, I think kids like... Do you do... get kids who are like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win the FA Cup and score the winning goal in the World Cup, and then I'm going to become a professional tennis player? I think definitely you do. Really? Definitely you do. There was, uh, there was a kid in my school who plays football professionally now, yeah. but used to play football and rugby, like both up to sort of county level, and it basically was only when he got to about 18, he had to pick one to do as a career for the time being, and he picked football. You understand county level is like yeah i get that i totally get there are kids who when they're at school when they're young play things to to like a a good level that's different from having a career where you go to the nba right and then you're like i'll just switch i'll just switch now to something else which is also a professional sport with respected sportsmen yeah and i'll just join in with them and they'll accept me yeah but they did well yes then we get the title sequence, which is like MJ's career. Yeah. I, 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 I'm calling him MJ. I don't think that's the correct uh, no, that, nomenclature. That's um, a different Michael. People call them MJ. But I, I, it was because I put my I, I called him MJ in my notes. I did exactly the same thing. Me and Michael Jordan are like that. But they are very... They <laughs> We're are, tight. <laughs> they're very keen from the outset that you know it's Michael Jordan. Because that first scene, they say Michael about 20 times. Just to establish oh, yeah. this is Michael Jordan. There's something else I remember from the advertising is them really pushing Michael Jordan down your throats. Yeah. And that was weird to me as a kid in Britain because I've never heard of Michael Jordan. See, I I, had. I think I had... No, I'm, I definitely don't think I had before this movie came out. See, I think I had because... But it was one of those things of, like, know him as a professional basketball player, know him as the best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and the Chicago Bulls, as a result, knew nothing else about basketball other than yeah, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, he's the best. You're saying things, that th- that was new information to me now. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, never heard of them before. Okay. Okay? You, right, I don't know a lot about British sports. <laughs> I know nothing about American sports, right? Literally, I know that they have basketball and baseball, their version of football... And I, I think they do ice skating, although I mostly associate that with Canada, right? Not figure skating. The, yeah, the, ice hockey. That's the one. That's the one. Right. I know nothing, okay? Michael Jordan, 
I am sure I heard of him because of this film and I knew that he played basketball and we played netball in school and I think they're pretty similar, right? And I know nothing about the Chicago Bulls. That was new information to me. I told you that the other day I was doing a quiz online and I had to guess as many... It was, I didn't realise there would be an American element to this quiz and I had to guess as many uh, American football teams and, and basketball teams and baseball teams as I could and so I'm dragging out any information that I could. One of my guesses was Detroit Spinners. <laughs> Right? Detroit Spinners, the higher players. Oh, you're saying things to me that could be. <laughs> right, Detroit Spinners sounds like a... Yeah. See, now that sounds like a good like a good game, good round in a game show. Is this a funk and soul band or is it a professional football team? Exactly, exactly. So, oh yeah, I know nothing. I, I did not know he played for the Bulls, okay? That was, my, that was brand new information okay. to me. So, title sequence with like the highlights of his career yeah, the montage of way over my head <laughs> none of that was ringing any bells and i i think throughout the rest of the film there's a lot i wasn't getting okay. i mean i'll put it out there i don't think there's too much to get in this film so i think no there's loads there's loads of references to things loads of references okay. to things we'll get to we'll it get but because i can tell a reference even when i don't know what it's referring to okay. you know then there's a fake press conference where michael jordan is saying right i'm I, I i'm retiring from basketball i've achieved everything you know i'm old now so now i'm going to play professional baseball so that dream that i was ridiculing from when he was a kid that you can't just go from being at the top of one sport to then just switching over to another as an adult right he hasn't changed his mind on that he's still on that as an adult you do know that he actually did this right no <laughs> I really thought he didn't. No, he did. Genuinely, right? He retired from basketball from the NBA in 1993, having won loads with the Chicago Bulls, uh, and then he went and played baseball. He actually went and joined a professional baseball team and played baseball, and then he reti- returned to the NBA like two years later. What? I know. Seriously, <laughs> this is absolutely true. This is this is really. Okay, then I have a lot of follow-up okay. questions. I would say that is the only true element of this movie. He didn't He didn't go back to the NBA because he went and played with Looney Tunes. This obviously is a fictionalised account of what happened when he retired. The team that he goes to yeah. in this movie, the baseball team, yes. is that the same team? I don't know for sure. Also, he's quite bad... Yes, he was. Is, he wasn't great. Is that a, is that a real thing? He was bad at yeah, baseball. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll have to look it up. But basically, he wasn't great at baseball. Well, well, no shit, because I just told you you can't just switch sports, okay? <laughs> and I would have said that to Michael Jordan had he asked me at the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm put up. I think he he wasn't the greatest, but he did still play professional baseball. Yeah, I get that because in America, everything is money, and. If Michael Jordan says he's going to try a new sport, I can imagine that teams would be lining up to have him be part of it so that people will come and see Michael Jordan play. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily exclusive to America, though. I think, you know, if you had more of that here, if you had, say... Well, if Tim Henman says, oh, I fancy playing for Arsenal, all right? (laughs) They just go, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries, Tim. Get on the side. No, fuck off. That's not. That's not. I mean, Tim Henman never never won any sort of big. Sort of, he didn't win Wimbledon. You All know. right, Andy Murray. Okay. Andy Murray 
wants to With play. His hip. He wouldn't play for Arsenal. He'd play for I don't know one of them. Rangers. Heart of Midlothian. Heart of Midlothian. Favor Hearts. <laughs> These are the only. I didn't know Rangers were uh, Scottish. I don't know a lot about sport. <laughs> Heart of Midlothian has such a weird name that I know it has to be Scottish. <laughs> Hearts, uh, Heart of Midlothian and Hibernian, Hearts and Hibs, play in Edinburgh. I'm not going to retain that, so I don't know why you're telling me. <laughs> also, but, where's Andy Murray from? Uh, Dunblane. Well, that doesn't help me. They haven't got a side, do they? <laughs> no, I don't. I think they're not, not like a sort of SPL side, I don't no, think. No, have a kickabout, yeah. <laughs> Think so. You know, I think if more people did it here, you know, I think people would would. You know, there'd I be don't more think so. Victoria Pendleton, you know, the bike woman. Yeah. She went and became a jockey. Yeah. Didn't go great. No, but again, and his baseball career doesn't go great. But this is the thing of you know he the reason he, he wanted to do it is because he played baseball a lot as a kid, I presume, and fought, wanted to follow his dad's footsteps. Did his did Michael Jordan's real dad was he a baseball player? I believe he was. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like something yeah. that could I be think true. that that. Basically, that was person, that man? No, it wasn't. No, because it wasn't the right age. Yeah, because basically the same age as Michael Jordan yeah. playing Michael Jordan. Okay, also on the is it real? That wasn't archival footage. Of, <laughs> <laughs> of a young Michael Jordan have like four camera crews falling around from birth. <laughs> also on the is this real? That whole family of Michael Jordans, right? right. Is clearly they're clearly actors, but are they playing his actual real family? Did he have three kids I, at that point? I think so. I, shall I look this up? It's I'll, so weird okay. to me. Right, I'm gonna, hold on. I'm gonna... It's so weird to me that you would have a film where you're playing yourself. And you're like, right, I need to cast my fake family now. Like that—that that is just strange. No, they are actors playing his family. No, I know they're actors. I could tell that they were actors because they were acting, which was something that the sports people in this did not, <laughs> no. right? But they're, they're playing his actual family. Yeah. So it isn't like, you know, he had two sons and they just cast, like, you know, a son and a daughter and whatever. I can't remember what the other one was. <laughs> <laughs> Another daughter, I believe. Okay, it's like we need a, a little Jeffrey. I need to cast little Jeffrey. <laughs> What? Who's little Jeffrey? Well, his son was called Jeffrey. It's the only name I remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... So Michael Jordan's at home yeah. with real Jeffrey. Yeah. Then he goes to work and there's another eight-year-old there, the same age as his son, and uh, playing fake Jeffrey. That's, is that not weird to you? <laughs> that is weird. But I presume there's a good reason why he didn't want his family in there. Maybe like... You know, no, 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 no. Again... I totally get that, right? <laughs> There's your real life. That stays there. You've got that. That's safe. <laughs> then you go to work, right? You're in a film, okay? They could cast any family, right? He doesn't have to have little Jeffrey. No. He could have Sheila. <laughs> I don't know why, okay? But no, they cast his actual, like, doppelgangers of his children. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> It's weird. You go to work, and they've and the, some like the production crew of Warner Brothers or whatever have found you a family that's exactly like your family, called them by the same names, but they're fake. They're for this film. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem that weird to me. It seems weird to me. It's a, like a fictionalized account of your life, but it's a fictionalized account. It's not a fictionalized account of your life. <laughs> it is. It's not a fi- no. To a degree, it's heavy fictionalized. Fair, a lot to a of very it small didn't happen. Degree, right? Okay. Just just before we get totally off Michael Jordan's real life, right. right? He's playing baseball for that team. Yes. Now, 
I, I've already said I don't know a lot about sport. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about baseball. Right. But throughout that scene, there's a guy telling him stuff. Yeah. Is that guy on his team? No. That guy's on the other team? Yeah. Is he cheating him? Or is he trying to help, but not doing it very well? He's he's trying to help, basically, because what he's doing is... Because he's, an, he's a fan of Michael Jordan. He's a fan... I because thought that. I everyone's thought that. a fan of Michael Jordan. Of course they are. No, I get it. And so he's actually throwing him some help, basically saying... Because what, what normally you'd have, that's like your... your um, I can't remember. You, you call it your catcher. It's not your catcher, but I can't remember the player. Backstop. You, you backstop for the, for the sake of it. Yeah, you backstop. That's what it is in rounders, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. But basically, it's the same sort of thing. I only play rounders. What The backstop is there to catch the ball thrown by the pitcher. I thought that's what he was. But he also signals to the pitcher what to do based on how the player's standing and everything else. So he will, like, that's why when you see it in, like, baseball movies, they'll be crouched down and they'll do, like, they'll, like, hold out three fingers between their legs like that to signal to the, the, um, Picture, batsman can't see it because the batter is is looking at the picture. So normally, what they do is say, "Okay, you know, fastball, curl it, you know, loopy, loopy, that kind of thing." Oh yeah, the, the, old, the old loopy, loopy, the old loopy, loopy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I well, know it it's well. a well-known. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your signature, isn't it, loopy, loopy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loopy, loopy, Liz. That's what he used to call me. <laughs> no, do you know what he used to call me? Or you get the fuck out. <laughs> Seriously, I like like I said, I didn't play baseball. Play rounders. But I think I hit the ball once in my entire school career. And we played rounders every year. And I'm talking primary school, secondary school. So there's about 10 years of rounders. I hit the ball once. Every single time I was up to bat and they threw that ball at me, I would swing and I would, I was like, I was total focused, right? There was no part of me that was like, don't really try or don't bother or whatever. Total focus. I'm very competitive. I'm like, be the ball, see the ball. I'm listening to everything they said about how to grip it, how to swing. No contact was made between my bat and the ball, apart from once. And then I was so surprised that I hit it, I forgot to run. Oh, bless you. Okay. And also, we used to have this rule, because there were a lot of us in in PE that were shit. We used to have this rule... That if on the third time of throwing you struck out or whatever it's called, that you didn't hit the ball, you would run to first base. Yeah. Okay. Because they had to get us off the. Yeah, plate. we used to have that too. Okay, so that was what happened to me every time, right? And every time I would be quite slow at running, and they would they would get me out before I got to first base. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apart from one time that I ran to first base. And somebody had fumbled the ball somehow, so they didn't even have it yet. So I was like, shit, I'm running on. Completely forgetting that I was only there as a kind of charity case who hadn't hit the ball. So I ran on. I ran all the way. And, and then they were so surprised that I was still running on that they didn't do anything or bowl me out or whatever. So I ran. I was like, home run. I, I, I'm mixing up all kinds of rounders and baseball <laughs> terminology because we never really stuck to one. But I, I ran all the way around. And then somebody who was very, very sporty was complaining to the teacher. They're like, she can't do that. She can't run away because uh, she didn't actually hit the ball. And the teacher was like, just just looked at her and went, <laughs> like, she looked at her and made a kind of, just just don't worry about it, all right? She'll only ever get round the, the, this pitch once. So just 
just don't worry about it don't mention it okay she just made this face at her and i was crushed Aww. right and there's a joke in friends that chandler says he's talking about an exchange student who gets picked before him in p or you know he's terrible basically he's saying this guy's so bad he used to strike out and then like run run to fourth base or whatever he says something like that and i was like right that's me, except I wasn't an exchange student. I spoke the language. I was just so shit. <laughs> right? So that is me. I'm sorry. I've, I've just got onto myself again. I'm supposed to be talking about Space Jam. So uh, that's fine. That's fine. So we're on Space Jam. What were we talking about? Because I had another point that wasn't related to me. <laughs> we were talking about Michael Jordan's baseball career. Oh, and the guy... Yeah, the, the guy... Backstop. The backstop who is... Yeah, he he is basically telling Michael what to do. What I was going to say, right, I wish I'd said this because I meant to say this, is all American sports seem to have, like, cheating encoded into them. It's like, right, it's all about calling the plays. Like, you know, the, the guy's got to signal what ball to send. And then in, in, in the American football one, they have, like, constant, like, timeouts so that they can all say, oh, do you know, you run round the corner and then... This guy runs first, and then you headbutt him in. And it's, it's like all of it. Like in what I remember from British sports was, that if you had any tactics at all, you would just yell them as you were careering towards the ball and hope that whoever was meant to hear it would pick up on it. That's what I remember of British sports and tactics. With America, it's all like, oh, there's got to be, you know, ways to signal to each other, and you know, oh, what did t- what did what did coach tell us about the tactics? It's like just fucking get on and play. <laughs> It's made you angrier than I expected. Yeah. This is the thing. I am a person who's terrible at sports, but is extremely competitive. (laughs) The only sports I was good at were hockey and lacrosse, because I had a weapon. (laughs) They're not meant to be weapons. (laughs) No, not not meant to be. But PE teachers, generally very bad at calling fouls, Mm -hmm. especially on the kid who's fat and never ever does any good. (laughs) Right? You could get away with a hell of a lot if teachers think that you never try. Okay? (laughs) See, when they see me in rounders not hitting the ball for ten years... They think I'm not trying, but I am. But when I'm in hockey and I've got a bat in my hands, right, and I take out somebody's ankles and they go, she just found me. They go, nah, don't worry about it. Because they think, they think I haven't got any skills. <laughs> I've got skills. They may not be legal, but I've got skills. <laughs> You're an enforcer. Yeah, I was always in defence. should get you in ice hockey because that actually is the thing where people do fight. It's kind of encouraged. Well, I... I, I Imagine me on ice. <laughs> I think you'd be good. I'd ice. be on the arse, right? The entire time on the arse. Anyway, talking about on her arse, let's go back to this film. Okay. Yeah, this guy's feeding Michael what to do so that Michael doesn't embarrass Oh, yeah, that's himself. what we were talking about, yeah. the baseball game. <laughs> the baseball game. The backstop yes. from another team tells Michael Jordan what balls are coming his way. Yeah. Michael Jordan... I don't, uh, he doesn't listen. He listens to the first few, doesn't listen to the last one, strikes out as a consequence... Guy goes, I told you, a big fan though, and everyone cheers him off, and like he gets in the dog, and everyone's like, "Oh man, you did really well, you know." I, when, I, when I strike out, I suck. You look great doing it, because yeah. yeah, because again, like you say, he's Michael Jordan. He's there. He's making them a lot of money. A lot of people coming along to see Michael Jordan play baseball. Oh well, I, I get that. You know, they put him on the team to make a lot of money. I genuinely believe that people do love Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, like 
like the the you know that there's genuine love for him from the crowd and whoever else. That's not a yeah. And I I get that you know sports heroes are some of the kind of great you know journeys from humble beginnings and it's their pure talent and will and stuff that gets them through. I think that's incredible. You、mm. know you see that all the time with sports stars. In, in other industries, that I think the skill is a l- lesser part of it. Yeah, and, I absolutely agree. And obviously, money and opportunities still help you in sport, but so many sportsmen. Do come from those more like humble origins. Yeah, you love those. You love those、yeah. stories. And things you need, you can. If you, all right, talk something completely I know next nothing about. But if you want to be a professional singer,、mm. if you want to be a professional singer, you can get a lot of help. You、mm. can have songwriters. You can have backing bands. You know, you've got to have a, like a, a voice if you're a professional singer. But again, there's also tune. You can edit your voice. You can do all kinds of things, right? But also, there's so many people that can sing. Absolutely. To be top sports star, you've got to be able to do that thing well. Yeah. No one else can do it for you. You've got to be able to do every element of that thing well. Yeah, and also that real kind of determination. You know that they they are doing that job. Yeah. They're getting up every day to train. They're eating right and doing all the whatever else they need to do to succeed. You can't fake that. No, that's exhausting. Well, it does. I mean, I have no wish to be a professional sports person <laughs> in any capacity. Maybe the darts. So we've talked a lot about Michael Jordan. Yes, we have. Which we, we will do because it's Space Jam. But also,、uh, we get our first cartoons. We do. Our first view is of, is of Moron Mountain. More. I mean, why would you call a place Moron Mountain? I don't know. It's not a great name. It's not. It's not one of the great, you know, evocative names. No, and they're saying, "Oh, we need, we need to, yeah. This this amusement park is going down the toilet because we need new acts." No, I think if your thing's called Moron Mountain, you're starting off. People a... don't want to go there. No, the graphics of that were a bit iffy, weren't they? The CG is bad by even by '96 standards. '96, we're in that we're in that period where the kind of the old school of animation is is slightly going out. Everybody wants this new 3D digital stuff. But it's not quite good enough to be impressive, <laughs>、no. so it is a little bit shit. But the thing you compare this to—I mean, Jurassic Park was what ninety-seven, ninety-three, ninety-three. Jurassic Park's three years earlier. The CG looks better. I don't know what the budget was on Space Jam, but I'm guessing Jurassic Park might have been bigger. Space Jam budget was eighty million dollars. Eight eight zero or eight, one eight eight zero. Wow. Eighty million. How much of that went on Michael Jordan? I honestly don't know. It made two hundred and thirty million. Yeah, it was huge. It was We already said this. Okay, so on that moron mountain, there's a green moron. I don't know what he is called. No, called Daddy for Dominic. <laughs> called Daddy. I think he's called like. Slack jammer or something. Okay, I don't know, but he's played by Danny DeVito,、yeah. isn't he? And Danny DeVito basically playing himself. It looks a bit like Danny DeVito, except green. Yeah, they they tried to make it a little bit like him, but I mean Danny DeVito again doing a great voiceover job as he always does. Yeah, although it's very similar to a lot of characters he has. Yeah, yeah, it is. So he's running this place, and he dispatches his five. So. No, For no, for because they want to reinvigorate wherever they are. They say, "Get the Looney Tunes. That's what we need. Looney Tunes. They'll sort this place out. We need more looniness." Yes. So he has five little, little grunts,、minions. yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. That he sends off to just get the Looney Tunes.、Mm-hmm. That's this is as much plot as you need. You're going too deep into it, Will. <laughs> 
And the Looney Tune world seems to be at the Earth's core. Yes, I don't know why it's underground. I never assumed it was. No, it's, it's a surprising choice. Like I think it's maybe because of the amount of golf jokes that are coming up. Yeah, there's a lot the of golf jokes. The portal to Looney Tune world is through a, a golf hole. It is. is that what they're called? Hole, yeah. hole in one. Golf, yeah, golf, golf hole. hole. Got to be a golf hole. hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but it's got to be a golf <laughs> hole. It should be a golf hole. So yeah, they go underground. They they. They basically fly the spaceship over Michael's baseball game, and then they tunnel into the ground and burst through the Looney Tunes logo into Looney Tunes land. Now, I put this out there. Another movie with a very similar going between the real world and the cartoon world, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, does it infinitely better. Yeah. Does the whole thing better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I suppose in a way, Roger Rabbit has done everything better than this movie before this movie comes out. Yeah. But this made a lot of money, so. This did. Can't Who argue Roger with it. Rabbit didn't have Michael Jordan. That's true. That's had Bob one, Hoskins instead. It's one thing it didn't have is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, they basically they try and take the Looney Tunes hostage. They call a union meeting. They do for call the it. cartoon characters, so so that they can take them all hostage. Now this is the key part of the plot coming up, right? Hey. So the key, the key, this is what it all hinges on. They, the cartoon characters say, you can't take us hostage without giving us a chance to defend ourselves. Yes. They say that and they prove it because they've taped it into a book. Yes. And then they choose to defend themselves in a game of basketball. Yes. Based on the short stature of these aliens. Yeah, basically they go, they're short, they seem clumsy, they're slow... They are pretty wimpy. They can't... Yeah, they won't be able to play basketball. Even though we later find out the Looney Tunes also do not play basketball. True, but I think at that point... I mean, this is the thing. If you got confronted with five little aliens that were about six inches high... Yeah. And you had to pick a thing to to have a contest with in which you think, I'm going to win, you would pick something like basketball. I'd pick kicking. Kicking? Yeah. I just Kicking what? Kick them. <laughs> no, it's contest. You can't just kick them. That's yeah, not a contest. I'll kick you. You kick me. We'll see who comes off worse. You want to Rochambeau some aliens? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Seriously, I reckon I could kick one of them harder than it could kick me. It's got a ray gun. Ray guns aren't involved in kicking. <laughs> no, but they pull the ray guns out. Yeah, but then they say we can do a challenge, right? And they pick basketball. Well, I pick kicking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean. I, I get where you're coming from. It's less of an interesting film if the basis is kicking. <laughs> who, who would they Ooh, get? Although Instead actually... of Michael Jordan, Jean-Claude Van Damme! Oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme! <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme! <laughs> Better tagline as well. Get your kicks with the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme in a Looney Tunes movie. I Oh, see, I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, who wouldn't watch that? Oh. That's amazing. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> see... Kicking doesn't seem so silly now. <laughs> right. So, so they, they, cho- they choose basketball, and it really it there could it could have been anything. Okay, it doesn't have to be kicking, right? It could have been any sport, and I mean, Bugs is always like tricking all the you know his enemies, Elmer and Marvin and whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> Whatever. They it seems like there could have been tons of things they could have chosen. I know, but none of these things work with Michael Jordan in the movie unless it's basketball. I know, and I did say don't question the plot. So yeah. let's get back on it, yeah. okay? So 
the little aliens seem like they'll be shit at basketball, but what the Looney Tunes haven't counted on is that those five little aliens would go to a NBA game yep. and steal the skills of current NBA players I know. You, by you've got to count on that. inhabiting their bodies and ripping it out of them. Yes, they basically they turn up at a game in a Mac. Yes, so they do the old five of them in a coat standing on each other's shoulders, <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. We, we love people or things or whatever standing on each other's shoulders inside a Mac. Favourite gag of yeah. all time. Love it. Always comedy gold. <laughs> always gold. Always, always, always. So they sit next to Everybody Loves Raymond's wife. Yes. And Dan Castellaneta, who's Yep, they're there. For some reason. This is this is one of the things I've problem with. There's all these little things which are there for no reason, but they are very pointed. You could have had anyone there. Why have you got those two people? Yeah, and they don't come back into it. There's nope. not even a shot of them, you know, later or whatever. Nope, just there. There's lines of dialogue. They don't need to be. All you need to have is literally that woman looking, this is an odd thing. Looking again, this is an odd thing. Mm. And then screaming when the trench coat guy dissolves. Can we just say, though, when they go into those players' bodies and take the talents, that is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Not in terms of actually being best, but best worst acting. Like, so these are five NBA players, and as I say, I didn't even know about Michael Jordan, really. So I have no idea who these people are, but they're walking around like zombies, or like... They're they jerking around. Jerking around... The, they they throw a basketball at them and it just bounces off. They're essentially playing me in a basketball <laughs> game. That's how bad their reactions are. It's absolutely fantastic. The acting is so... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how many takes it took for them to get anything usable. You don't even see all five, do you, get no, taken? No, I think so. Just... But because it must have been so bad. <laughs> I tell you who's really bad is the tall white guy. Yeah. Well, I say tall. That's ridiculous. Uh, he's, he's excessively yeah, tall. Yeah, he's about seven foot. He's... Yeah, he, he's he, he's like tall, tallest or second tallest, and he is so bad. He's terrible. He's just incredibly bad. <laughs> so yeah, they have, they have their talent taken. Yeah. So these these people are also sports stars, also actually famous. Yeah. Not particularly to me, but in America they'd be very famous. Oh yeah, yeah. These, these I think again these were like top top, top players. The top players. Yeah. Of the... yeah. So they spend the rest of the movie trying to figure out where, like, a way to get their talents back and what's happened to them. Is it an illness? You know, what's happened? And just, oh, just hilarious those scenes. Like, sort of on purpose. Yeah, one of the, one of the I think four things that made me laugh was when they're all walking down the corridor, listening to the doctor looking over his shoulder, and it's the three tall guys all walking along, and the, the short guy and the doctor walking along, and the three tall guys just walk into the door frame and yeah. knock themselves out cold in perfect unison. I'm like that. That was hilarious. That's great. I really laughed. I love that. that. Okay, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, because as well as the fact that basketball players are excessively tall and these guys are huge, mm-hmm. there's also one who's really small. Yeah. Is that Muggsy? I think that might be Muggsy. I, I saw that name when the credits, the title sequence came up right at the beginning. I couldn't wait to see Muggsy because I knew that wasn't an actor's name, right? You, you, you just know that's going to be one of the sports people. Yeah. He was great. He was great. He was really good. And, you know, there's, there's a reason they didn't give 
the others as many lines as him. I think you. I think of those five players, yeah. one of them doesn't say anything yeah. at all. No, good choice, I think, probably. Yeah, actually, the amount of screen time they get is relative to, I think, how good they were at screen testing. And all of the scenes of them, there's at least one odd cut, which says to me that they didn't quite get the dialogue, yeah. that they sort of have three of them speak, and then there'll be a close-up on one for his line, <laughs> yeah. because he had to record it about 40 <laughs> times and still didn't get it in a convincing <laughs> human way yeah they're more alien than the aliens playing them <laughs> i mean in terms i love of, to see sports stars act in, in terms of sports stars acting and convincingly i think michael jordan really struggles with being on a green screen and delivering his lines okay, to he, no one yeah absolutely let's give it up for michael jordan he is not terrible no but he is being given quite a big challenge yeah in that he's Reacting to a lot of stuff that's not really there. I think also at that time they weren't as practised, like getting eye lines and stuff. You know, now they have a lot of ways of of being more accurate with that. So some of that stuff is not his fault. And also some of the stuff that he's reacting to is just not big enough. Like when when you are a kind of novice actor, you don't want to act like a cartoon. You feel like that's too big. But he is in a cartoon movie and he can't really take it to a place where he's big enough. But I do think he's doing a solid enough job for this, for this film. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think he, he's doing the best he can. The he's best doing can be the best him. he can. <laughs> the best that can be asked of him. You know? And at times it falls flat. But yeah, he's actually doing all right for... I kind of love that he's so downplayed when he first interacts with all the Looney Tunes because... It, I, th- it, I think it helps sell it to kids that he's so natural that this is just happening now and well I better muck in and win this basketball game that it kind of helps sell you on the fact that this is weird like he couldn't have done a scene where he goes get me out of here I don't want to be here I've got a baseball game that I need to get to that's where my life is right now I don't want to I can't get involved with you Bugs Bunny let me the hell out of here take me back home how dare you abduct he couldn't have sold that scene no but a scene in which Bugs is like we really need your help we really need to win this basketball game and he's like okay get my trainers he can sell that yeah <laughs> get my shorts I wore them under my balls uniform every game yes Ugh, I wash them every time <laughs> <laughs> this is what he can go but before he gets there, though, we do get oh another scene that I laughed at. Yeah, I, uh, this this golfing scene. Love it. Another thing I know he's famous for is for playing golf. He plays a lot of golf. Oh, okay. Not professionally. Though. I don't know if he Obviously. plays professionally, I, but he plays a lot of golf, and he's there playing with a guy, Larry, who, judging on his height, I assume is another ex-retired is a retired basketball player. Yeah, it's Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Right. Okay. Okay, that they makes said sense. That, I've heard, that. Yeah, I've heard that name before. And Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray, as himself, dressed like he's stepped off the Caddyshack set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's wearing, he's got the umbrella hat. An umbrella hat. All kinds of crazy stuff. And he's just there as, as himself. And I don't know why. Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Why not? In a movie where you've already got Michael Jordan playing basketball with cartoon characters, why not have Bill Murray just rock up and go, hey, Michael Jordan, do you think that I could be a basketball player? But why still remains my question. Why Bill Murray? So 
let's talk about my favourite bit. Okay, so this is where Michael Jordan is abducted by the Looney Tunes. They're all playing golf together. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird is there, Bill Murray is there, and also Wayne Knight playing this Stan character. So yep. Stan's Stan Podolak. this grovelling lackey you just can't stand, okay? So he's there, not playing, but caddying, I guess. Yeah. And he wants to take a photo of Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan's just made a hole in one um, and he wants to preserve this moment forever. So as he takes the photograph... Michael Jordan is yanked down the golf hole by the cartoon characters and disappears off the face of the earth. And Bill Murray says, what kind of camera is that? (laughs) Don't point it at me. (laughs) Nobody could deliver that line like Bill Murray. He's fantastic. He's exactly the character that you would, the, the, the actor that you would want in a movie with cartoon characters because he's so the straight man in a kind of completely off-the-wall way, you know? Yeah. He downplays the most absurd things. Only he can do that that way. I'm going to put it out there. What this movie needs is more Bill Murray. Yeah, well, If you had this, that basically, Bill Murray is hanging out with Michael Jordan because Bill Murray needs to know how to play basketball because he's going to be playing a basketball player in his next film... Looney Tunes misunderstand, kidnap Bill Murray. Turns out Bill Murray can't play basketball, so they get Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan agrees to help them. Then you get that. Better movie. Better film. I don't know. I don't. Makes agree. more sense. I don't agree. I don't think the better film is the one that makes more sense. No? No. <laughs> I don't agree. As a rule of thumb or in this particular I, case. I think this would be a better film if it made less sense. <laughs> okay. I wanted more weird shit. All right, I, I need wanted, you to expand this theory. Right, okay. There's there's a scene right at the end where Bill Murray rocks up to save the day. Yes. Right? If Bill Murray had never been in the movie up until that point and he just rocked up and went, hi, can I help? I'm Bill Murray. That would have been even funnier to me. <laughs> and if they'd done that like after Bill Murray, if they still needed more people to help at that point and other people had just rocked up like, hi, I'm Tom Cruise, that would have been hilarious to me. <laughs> And also, I agree, that would have been better. I feel like Michael Jordan should have been like riding a unicorn at some point. There should have been more bits that just go, what the fuck can we do here? Let's throw anything in. <laughs> there's a scene There's a scene with the, the guys who've lost their talents, the NBA players, where they go and see a psychic, right? And this is obviously like desperate desperate times they can't think of anything else to do and this woman goes she looks into a crystal ball or whatever and she says your talents have been stolen by five aliens who need them to play basketball uh, to win a game uh, against Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan's assisting them and they just go, Dad, I'm sick of this. Let's get out of here. That's ridiculous. And obviously, it's the truth. And so you, and so they're very, very funny. You know that she just says it to them, and they're like, "That's too ridiculous to be believed." There should be more stuff that you throw in. Yeah, it's a cosmic game between Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan against an alien race. The stakes should be bigger. It should be to save the the world. There's a bomb gonna go off and kill everyone, and it isn't Bugs bunny that recruits him it's god says michael jordan and the looney tunes you are the last bastion of hope for the earth against the evil moron race (laughs) 
right? <laughs> the only thing that could help this movie is for it to be more batshit. I think it does need to be more batshit because I think the problem where this falls down, like you say, it's quite a downplayed performance from Michael Jordan. But as a consequence, this doesn't have the manic energy that it needs to carry it through. So you say it went quickly. It did go quickly. But for me, it still dragged in places. Didn't drag for me. Didn't drag for and me. Be I'm defending this movie. There's stuff missing. I there's... can't believe it. Right. There, where's the training montage? There's no training montage. Right. Not everything is rocky, Will. No, but that is a staple. That is a staple of an underdog story. You have to have a training montage where they learn how to play basketball and how to get better. And they just skip straight over it. Maybe they just thought that every fucking spoof and take on a training montage has been done, so maybe we don't need it. I don't know. You are a rocky bitch boy. (laughs) You want a training montage because you love Rocky. I want a training montage because it makes sense in the context of this film. I don't. I don't. You have a you have a cleaning up the gym montage. Yes. Why don't you have? Why don't you have a training montage? What where Bugs is down in raw eggs and yeah. No. Yeah, that's the kind of crazy shit they should be doing. They should have a no. thing where they're all weightlifting and one thing gets called away and drops it onto Daffy Duck's neck. That kind of stuff. You know that kind of crazy shit because that's the kind of thing Looney Tunes would do. So, um, Bill Murray. And Larry Bird give up on Michael Jordan after he's been dragged into this hole. And as they drive away in the golf cart, Bill Murray just goes, I'll give us both twos. We're in no state to putt. <laughs> Which I love. That's a great line. That's a fantastic line. But Stan stays and digs out the golf hole yeah. to a huge crater looking for Michael Jordan. It at no point says to just like draw anyone in. To, to you know the the authorities I says you know Michael Jordan he's a massive star we can't find him anywhere yeah his family haven't noticed he's missing like, no his wife hasn't noticed he's missing his wife hasn't until like two three days later yeah well, I don't know how often Michael Jordan just goes off and doesn't tell her or have know. any contact with her but yeah the, going on these eight day benders with Bill Murray and Larry Bird well and speaking of that the tunes come to Michael Jordan's house to get his lucky shorts and his trainers yeah. And while they're there stealing his shit, he, the kids, you know, Michael Jordan's fake kids, see them, and they're they're just like helping him out. They yeah. they they help the tunes out before the cartoons ever explain that it's the dad that wants them. So they were just going to help those cartoons rob their father yeah. without asking any questions. The explanation comes afterwards, Will. Yes, it does. Afterwards. Yeah, and again, this you're you're putting this across like. You know, this is a point not to defend this movie on. This is a terrible scene. This scene lacks so much. Do you think it does? Yeah, it lacks... Ex- Why? Why do they... Okay, questions galore on this. They go for his trainers and shorts. Why is one of his trainers on a shelf at the ceiling and the other one on a desk? I... Who stores their shoes like that? I assumed that those were going to be, like, special trainers. I thought they'd be in, like, a locked glass case. Like, these are my trainers that I, you know, yeah. wore. This kind of thing. Get the Carolina shorts. The dog is eating them, right? Yeah, the, that doesn't seem right. And the dog right. is enormous. Why is the dog so big? I don't know. The dog seemed big in that scene. That was a weird scene. Why do they follow Bugs and Daffy down the corridor with the camera at a 45-degree angle? Well, I think that's to make it kind of, like, noir. I noir? Don't, I don't want to talk about noir. Are you really inciting noir into Space Jam? Because they have them speaking as shadows at one point, don't they? And I have to say, I was a little bit... I was a little bit weird with the characterizations of Bugs and Daffy. Yeah. Because Daffy says something like, oh, we're screwed. And I was like, 
Does Daffy say that sort of shit? I don't remember that. And also, okay, so I have to ask you about the cartoons. We haven't talked about them a lot. Right, okay. But are they... Is Was this not sanctioned by the proper people? Because all of the voices seem a little bit off. Well, I think this is a thing. I think we grew up watching Looney Tunes that were done in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And the original voice actors aren't there anymore. Right. So, so that's what they sound like now, I guess. I think that's what they sound like now. And, yeah, there are some which are reasonably close, some which really aren't close enough at all. And I think, you know, you've got people to do the voices who can do the voices perfectly and sound exactly like them. so why wouldn't you you have 80 million dollars yeah why wouldn't you get someone and say right we need someone who can do a pitch perfect Bugs Bunny impression boom get them done we need someone who can do all the voices Mel Blanc okay get Mel Blanc 2 in yeah, yeah. doesn't matter who they are where they're from get them in pay them get them to record it why wouldn't you do that so the, the all the characters are there Bugs and Daffy uh, are in it quite a bit but you do see Elmer Fudd yeah. and Yosemite Sam, Yosemite Sam, Porky Pig, Porky Pig, Sylvester Tweety Pie. Porky Pig pisses himself at one yeah, point. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. There's so many weird bits in this. He wets himself. Yeah, he just says, "I wet myself." Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, Porky. Well, that's um, unnecessary. Bit on the piss. Or? I mean, there's there's a bit towards the end. I'm jumping ahead a little bit where Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd do a Pulp Fiction reference. Yes. Yeah. In a kids' movie. It was weird to see Elmer Fudd with an earring. Yeah. Something I never thought I'd see. What's the chicken guy? The big Foghorn chi- Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. And again, that's the one that really bothered me. Because if you're going to get Foghorn Leghorn, yeah. you've got to get someone who can do the proper Foghorn Leghorn And there voice. wasn't enough of him. Maybe because they knew the voice wasn't working out. Yeah. There was. I think he only had one line. So, okay, so all these characters are there. Uh, they do introduce a new character. They do. Called Lola Bunny. Yes. Can I have your thoughts on Lola Bunny? <laughs> oh, God. Why is Lola Bunny a thing? <laughs> this, this horrendously cliched... Like, if you could... If you said this is like Dodgeball. Yeah. Right, because Dodgeball basically is Space Jam, effectively. It's a remake of Space Jam, pretty much. Sure. That's okay, I'll go with that. I don't really agree in any <laughs> real sense. But in Dodgeball, they have Ben Stiller's wife, whose name I can never remember, the actress. She comes in uh, as, like, the do you accountant. Think do you think that's okay to refer to someone no, as Ben Stiller's wife? No, it's not. They're not I, can't I don't even her think name. they're together anymore. Okay. So I think you should update your information. I apologise. I can't remember And her name. learn what? the actress's name. Do you know her name? No, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, you know who I mean. She's, she's there. She's playing the accountant and the lawyer, and she comes in and... Turns out to be incredibly good and is the ringer for the team. Mm-hmm. And she's more rounded character than Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny is is there, I don't know what for. I've rarely seen a more rounded character than Lola Bunny. <laughs> she's just there for sex appeal, presumably. I just wrote down Slutty Bunny. <laughs> because she's, she's obviously a love interest for Bugs. Yes. Which is unnecessary. Completely. There's, there's too little film for there to be any real... And this is my problem. There's so many things which are like a little bit of something like, just cut one or two of these things or expand them. Make this film longer. You can do it. It's only like 90 minutes as it is. Okay, well, calm down. But yeah, she's very sexual. Like, she's very a very curvy bunny. She's not quite caramel bunny, but she's very curvy. <laughs> and she is cross when she gets called dull, but yes. she's got a very flirty aura. I found her unnecessarily <laughs> sexual. In terms of cartoon rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, much better character. Jessica Rabbit isn't a rabbit. No, I know, but she's a cartoon character called Rabbit. Oh, God, we're not doing this well. Anyway, yeah, no, Lola Bunny, just a very confused character. 
Very confused character and very two-dimensional character. Yeah, she doesn't really have an arc. No. Or any kind of depth. No. What she, she has is tits, <laughs> big bunny booty, and and the hot. She comes in wearing bugs. a crop top and hot pants. Yeah, yeah. There is no need to have a cartoon run wearing a crop top and, and As hot I pants. As I say, I found her very sexual and I was a little uncomfortable <laughs> yes, with it. Yes, yeah. I was too. Yeah. But, oh, so yeah, she comes in and Bugs falls in love with her, but then completely forgets about it because. Well, Bugs has always been a bit flighty in that way because he 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 really his motivation changes. I'm sure he's fallen in love with other female bunnies when he's seen them, and then yet as soon as he meets Michael Jordan, he snogs him on the lips. Bugs is very much he's got a chaotic bisexual rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> He's always dressing up as a, a woman as well. Like he does that enough times that it's not just a disguise. It's like he's he's experimenting. Yeah. He's got he's got a lot of things he wants to he's learn about living himself. Living his truth. Is he? Yes, I believe that's what the kids say. Oh um, dear God. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, but they do get together, kind of in the end, because he stops her getting because, crushed. Because by... that's there, all she's there for. Yes. She. It's like it's like they created a character and then they put her in chains. You know, they put a big a big sign over her head which said, however much of a fight she puts up, this bunny will want to sleep with bugs by the end of the movie. Lola in chains. Lola in chains. Oh, God. But while this is all going on, they've taken decision in the real world to cancel all basketball. Yeah, that was Billion weird. dollar industry. Yeah, that would never happen. <laughs> yeah. De- We're going to cancel five players, and they say five players are on the disabled list at one point, which... That's not okay. Does that mean? Does that mean like out for the season? Like there's a list which means they've been hurt and they're on the disabled list, or do they mean like they think there's a list of disabled people? I think I I think the latter, but it's one of those things. When I, when I heard that, I was like, ah, uh, hold on, that that doesn't, that doesn't seem right. No, no. But so yeah, they cancel all basketball and just. They just do this by standing outside of a stadium and going to a group of fans. We've cancelled all basketball until we can get to the the bottom of this. I have to say, though, I was glad to see how early in the movie the actual basketball match that we're gearing up to starts. Yes. Because, as as I say, I think this nips along at a pace. It didn't drag for me. So the, the game starts. As you say, there's no training montage. There's no real ramping up of their skills Lola Bunny comes in as she can play so that's good they've got one team member that's solid Michael Jordan apparently the fact that he's not a Looney Tune is no barrier to him playing which means begs the question why didn't they go and get their own five NBA players yeah you know The, the aliens did it they managed to get Michael Jordan, and then later on they put Bill Murray and a guy called Stan on the team. So just go and get more players than Michael Jordan. Anyway, as I say, don't scratch too deep at the plot. But of the Looney Tunes, right, who would you put on your team? On my basketball on team? On your basketball team. Okay, I would put in probably uh, Marvin the Martian. He's always carrying a gun. Right, okay. Um, I don't think guns are allowed. It seems like there are no rules. But the aliens don't use their guns. No, they do breathe fire and cook foghorn leghorn. That's true. So no chickens, no ducks. I Mm. think I'd probably have to go Roadrunner. Right. Roadrunner, very, very quick. I have to say, I thought that was an obvious omission. Why are you putting in Tweety Pie? Don't put in Tweety Pie. Don't even give Tweety Pie an outfit. Tweety Pie's not going to be a player. Yeah. Okay, Roadrunner got the speed. Yep. 
Taz, also speed. Yeah. Right, 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 Taz. Taz could have won this game on his own. Yeah, well, they say Taz is on the team, but then you never actually see him doing any playing. No, because he'd be fine. This is the thing. They show you Foghorn Leghorn getting cooked. Yeah. And, you know, they show you a little mouse, who I can't really remember him as a character before, but he gets I think he's one of the really old, like... Yeah, yeah I, think, I do think he exists, but yeah. But this thing, you say Marvin Martian wouldn't use his gun. Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd both use pistols to shoot out the teeth of one of the Monstars. Yes, oh yes, the Monstars. The Monstars. Not the aliens, the Monstars. Yes, they are the Monstars now there. And I mean, obviously, you know, you've got Jordan and Lola on, on your team. That's, that's safe. But yeah, the other players, it, it seems like Taz and Roadrunner and, you know, it should be shoo-ins. But instead to put in... Daffy up, who everybody seems to hate. Yep. Bugs, who I'm not sure he's taking it seriously enough. No, I don't think he is. There, there are higher stakes here than he realises. Mm, so mm. Yeah, they put in Taz, Lola Bunny, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Yeah. And their starting five. Against five monster versions of NBA players. Yeah. So, yeah, you, but they don't really stand a chance. Unless something happens. And that's borne out by the score after the first half. You know, they're way, way down. They're doing nothing, basically. So you need something to happen for them to do better in the second half. Yeah. Something to happen. So Bugs employs the old classic gambit of uh, grabbing a water bottle and slapping a note on it saying, Michael's secret stuff. Yeah. Uh, and passing around. And they all suddenly get filled with uber confidence because they think they've got what gives Michael Jordan his 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 skills. skills. Yeah, that didn't really work for me as a concept. No. Because you can have all of the self-belief that you like, you are still not a 10-foot monster who can, you know, reach the hoop without jumping. Yeah. You know, what I mean, what the fuck? It's only in the second half they start employing all the Looney Tunes stuff you want them to do like Sticking dynamite. And again, if you put Roadrunner in, you yeah. basically have that thing where you paint a fake hoop on a wall. Yes. One yeah. of them jumps to dunk it, slams into a wall. Why haven't you put that in there? That's a golden shot. That's, that's... You've wasted that gag already yeah. in, in the gymnasium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, I get it. I get it. But they, they also they raise the stakes in the second half because the guy from Moral Mountain, Danny DeVito, has come and so they sort of up the... The, the wager, even though it's not meant to be a bet, but whatever. Yeah. And they 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 provide a, a vision of Michael Jordan's personal hell, essentially. Yeah. He's chained. He chained to death, signing autographs. He's signing autographs all day, and then he has to have people come in and score points against him all evening while it, you know, and say they've beaten Michael Jordan while yeah. he can't actually yeah, move. Yeah, because he's, he's attached to a giant boulder. He's, he's, got, he's on a boulder and whatever. It's a vision of hell. Yeah. And what is Michael Jordan's reaction to that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll go he's with like, that. He's like, no, I'll go with it. Yeah. Like, can't be worse <laughs> oh, than baseball. This brings us, though, to a point, because they go through the second half, the Monstars become a lot more vicious, and they're basically running out of players. Yeah, so all the players are smashed up. So yeah. they're all getting injuries. Wiley Coyote has a little sign that says extreme pain, mm-hmm. which I may need to borrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just hold it up. So then you don't have to explain. No questions, please. <laughs> I'm in extreme extreme pain. So they get so desperate that they put on Wayne Knight. Yeah. Uh, Stan. They put Stan in. Who, well, I, I, we forgot to mention when he finds Michael Jordan, he gets down the golf hole or whatever. 
when he turns up because he's meant to be that character that is always sort of like groveling and you can't wait to get away from him. I thought that was really funny. It's kind of not built up enough. You know, there haven't been enough times of Michael Jordan avoiding him prior to him finding him in a cartoon realm. Again, like I say, not enough of this movie in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still laughed. So Stan gets on the team. Not a great... Not a great scene for Stan, is it? No, Stan basically gets crushed, pancake flat, mm. and then has to be reinflated, and then flies around the stadium. I can only presume farting. Yeah, they say it smells because everyone's. But smells. they just pump that air in. It's not. Ah, yeah. uh, whatever. It's it's not like Wayne scent, is it? Wayne scent, new from Chanel. <laughs> um, but this is the thing that bothers me with this, right? right. Because this happens, he flies off. Michael Jordan says, oh, I didn't know that. Is he going to be okay? And they go, yeah, yeah, in here, in Looney Tunes land, you have the power of a Looney Tune. So you've got to use it. So the last shot he makes, mm. he basically leaps through the air, stretches his arm out to about 30 feet, yeah. and drops with a basket. Now, here's my question for you. Yeah. Has Michael Jordan so quickly forgotten that when he first arrived here, the Monstars crushed him up into a ball and bounced him around a court? Well, presumably he felt that that was something that was done to him, but he did not enjoy any use of those powers. Then why does he look so shocked when it happens to Wayne Knight? Well, I think there's a difference between experiencing something and seeing it happen to someone else. Mm, I don't know. I'm putting it down to another massive hole in this movie. Okay. But this leads us to Bill Murray coming in. Bill Murray walks in and says two of the greatest lines ever. He walks in and he announces his presence by going, da 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 da. That's literally, that's literally how Bill Murray walks into a room, right? And then they ask him to get on the team, right? And he says, This is why I was born. <laughs> and I don't think that line was written, right? I think that's Bill Murray literally just reacting to events. <laughs> There's, there's one other line, and I think Daffy Duck says it at this point, which just goes, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this movie. That's funny that as well. Did make me laugh. I also I also laughed at that. <laughs> yes, I did. How did you get here, Bill Murray? Oh, the producer's a friend of mine. Yes, brilliant. Great. Like, that Why is there more Bill Murray in this movie? Okay, it could do more Bill Murray. I'll accept that. I'll accept oh. that. Yeah, Michael Jordan scores an amazing hoop. Yeah, by, amazing, amazing. By stretching basket, his arm out. By stretching his arm out. It gets it through just as the buzz is going, so they win. He gives a speech to the Looney Tunes. Yeah. In which he says, Whatever it is, you got a lot of it. Yeah, that's quite a bad speech, really isn't it? Really bad speech. Like, I don't know really what it is, bad. but you guys have got a lot of it. It's, it's sort of like they're like, We don't want a really moralising type speech right now. Don't really write anything. Yeah. Just, just throw just some lines together. Wing it. Wing it. Don't be too specific about what they're supposed to mean. <laughs> that happens. You get another use of R. Kelly. Yes. Before that, the Monstars kick Danny DeVito. They shove him into a rocket and send him off, and they decide to stay, and they relinquish all the basketball powers. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they stay in Toonland. And then, then you get Michael Jordan goes to the gymnasium where these other five No, bus- no, no. No, oh, sorry, I'm no, no, ahead. no, no. Michael Jordan, on a spaceship, descends into a baseball field and Stan announces him and then Michael Jordan walks on uh, onto this baseball field. And the fact that I saw that and I was like, do you know what, if I saw Michael Jordan getting dropped off by a spaceship to play a baseball game, probably I'd just accept it. Yeah. I was like, I was like nah, 
these sports stars, I got so much money. I'd probably just accept that now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. They're really, really up in the uh, man we're putting into this game. This is a good yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then he goes to the gymnasium. Yes. Where the guys who've had their powers taken, they're just hanging out. They're like, don't know what to do with ourselves, do yeah. we? Oh, God, this is really a shame. So he turns up with Wayne Knight and a glowing basketball. Yes. And goes to touch the ball. And they he, all go, whoa, no, I'm not touching that. He has to entreat five, well, four very large and one quite small man. <laughs> he has to entreat them to touch his magic ball. Yes. This is a scene in which Michael Jordan, whose acting powers have their limits, has to encourage grown men to touch his magic ball. Yeah. His glowing magic ball. Mm-hmm. He's like, just touch it. Go on. It'll feel good. Just touch it. You never know what will happen. Oh, man, we're just worried about not having our powers back. Just touch my magic ball, all right? <laughs> I won't steer you wrong. I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> I won't steer you wrong, son. Yeah. That's how I would have played so, it. Yeah, they all get their powers back. <laughs> they all get their powers back. Everything's right in the world. Right in the world. And they jo- and Michael joins them for some three on three, and then you get a montage over the closing credits of him going back to the balls and playing some more basketball. Sure. Which was like his second basketball career. So that I think that pretty much that wraps up the movie. I think it must do. Okay, so let's go to the question, Liz. Space Jam. How do you like me now? Well, I feel weird about this question because I feel like I didn't enjoy the movie (laughs) and I didn't think it was a good movie. And yet, I can see why people would love it. (laughs) I can absolutely see why people would love it. Because when you're young, you don't pick apart plots like that and you are willing to go a lot on trust. And, you know, this is what Michael Jordan's doing now. You think yourself as a kid if i was asked by bugs bunny to help him out what would be more important the baseball career that i'm trying to get off the ground or helping bugs and i would just help bugs and so i can totally see why kids they wouldn't rip this apart they would just enjoy it for what it is and i think it's good i think it's the best movie about michael jordan basketball and the looney tunes that exists okay I think this movie has its flaws. It's not often that I say, okay, yeah, if I was a kid, then I would have enjoyed this more, Mm. right? Most of the stuff. But for me, this has got too many flaws. There's not, there are massive bits missing from this movie. There's stuff that's not taken advantage of. You should have more Bill Murray, you know, you should have more Wayne Knight. You should have maybe a little less Michael Jordan. But no, you can't do that, Will, because then it wouldn't be so much of a Michael Jordan movie. This is what I'm saying. Those those two actors are great. They're really good in this. They're amazing in other things. Okay, I get that. I totally agree. And there's some of the highlights of being in it. If you put Bill Murray more in this, it becomes a Bill Murray movie. This is a Michael Jordan movie. Okay. And I think you just have to accept it for what it is. Don't pick it apart. I thought... It did what it wanted to do really well. And I can't ask more from it than that. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's a good point to leave it on. But what I will say, Liz, is this is not the end for Space Jam. There is not a Space Jam 2, because I would have heard of it. Space I've... Jam 2 is coming out next year. You are joking <laughs> me. No, they're doing a Space Jam 2 next year with LeBron James. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You are joking no, me. No, I wish I was, but no, that actually there is going to be a sequel to Space Jam. Uh, let's see, that'll be 
25 years after the original. <gasps> How dare you? How dare you count the years? Now, I, as, as a measure of how I'm not lying when I say that I didn't hate this movie, mm-hmm. right? I would see Space Jam 2. I would see Space Jam 2 as well. Yeah, you'd watch any old shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would. But no, I think I'd, I'd be interested to see if Space Jam 2 can be better than Space Jam. Because part of me says, yes, of course it can. Mm. Part of me says, there's no way it can't be better than Space Jam. Sometimes you put all the wrong ingredients in and they come out right. And I think that's Space Jam. Yeah. And this one, they'll put all the right ingredients in, but it might still come out wrong. That's some kind of moral or, <laughs> yeah. you know, Well, that is, that is a good point to end it on. Okay. So, Liz, thank you for joining me. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can also listen to all our old episodes wherever good podcasts are found. And if you'd like more from us, you can follow us on Twitter, where we are at HDYLMN1, or on Instagram, where we are at HowDoYouLikeMe. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. This is a standard nerds podcast.